Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Let it be to me according to your word. Mary said that in response to the word spoken to her by the angel Gabriel. But Gabriel's word was really God's word. And God's word not just spoken then and there but the word that had been spoken from the beginning. The word that promised Adam and Eve a Savior. The word that promised Abraham that in his son all the world would be blessed. The word spoken to David that we heard today, that God would build him a house and one that would last forever. The word of all the prophets, the word of all the Psalms, all the Word of God, spoken to so many for so long, now coming together and focused like a laser beam on this one moment in time. All was now being fulfilled here in this most unlikely place, Nazareth, with this most unlikely person, Mary, a virgin, and in this most unlikely way. But nothing is impossible with God, and so it is. Let it be to me according to your word. It didn't always seem like that word was going to be fulfilled. After Adam and Eve, things got so bad, God had to destroy the world with a flood. Only eight believers remained. Abraham thought God was taking too long and so decided to try to help God by having a son with one of his servants, but that didn't work out too good. And not long after God spoke that wonderful promise to David that we heard today, that the Lord would build him a house and his throne would be established forever. David's house crumbled to the ground. David's sin corrupting it from within and his sons attacking it from without. And that's not even to mention the slavery in Egypt, the wandering in the wilderness, the battles with the Philistines and the Syrians and the Assyrians and the Babylonians and their exile and scattering. Well, you know what it's like. This sin-filled world. Lots of people give you their word. And well, what happens is not according to their word. Spouses break their vows to each other. Friends reveal secrets they promised they wouldn't. Children promise to do their chores. Parents promise to be there, but something came up. I know you've been the victim of broken words. I also know you've been the one to break your word. But so it will be in families filled with sinners. They're going to sin and let us down. So it will be in churches filled with sinners. And friendships with sinners and with neighbors who are sinners. 
They're going to act like sinners. We wish it would be to me according to your word, but we know there's a good chance it won't. And maybe that's happened to you so much. That's what you now expect. And it's hard for you to trust anyone anymore. Maybe even God. Because don't you wonder sometimes? God has promised to hear your prayers, to provide, to protect, to bless. But it doesn't seem to be happening. There's still COVID. There's still death. There's still sin and disappointment and troubles and hurts and pain. So maybe God's words are just that. Just words. That's what the devil wants you to think and believe. That the word of God is just like any other word in this world and that God is like any other person in this world and sooner or later, he's going to let you down. So there's something Gabriel said that's pretty important. And it's actually the last thing he said. For nothing will be impossible with God, which is certainly true. But if you translate the words he spoke there very woodenly from the Greek, you get this. For not impossible or not without power is every word that comes from God that has its origin in God. That's a bit stronger. Or in other words, God's word is not like any other word. The words we speak, we are hoping to back up and put power behind and fulfill, but often don't or can't or won't. But the word of God is not like that. The word of God carries within it the power of God, the spirit of God. So when God speaks, there is power at work. When God speaks, it is impossible for what he speaks not to happen. Now, if our words had that kind of power, that would be rather scary, because how often do we speak words that we need to later take back? But that God's word has that power is not scary at all, but comforting That here, finally, is a word we can count on. A word that is utterly reliable. A word that will not let us down like so many others do. And then when that word became flesh at Christmas, here is one who will be The same, who is the embodiment of that someone we can count on, who is utterly reliable, who will not let us down. And Jesus does not let us down. He fulfills every word of Scripture, including going to the cross. Just as was promised to Adam and Eve and Abraham and David and now promised to Mary to be the Savior of Adam, Eve, Abraham, David, Mary, 
and you. Let the word of God happen for you. That word of God happened for Mary. Which is why she could say what she said. Let it be to me according to your word didn't come from her. She could say that because every word that comes from God has power. And so the word of God that Gabriel spoke worked its power in Mary's heart and gave her the faith to speak, to believe that in this unlikely place, with this unlikely person, and in this unlikely way, God was fulfilling his promise to the world. Unlikely. But that's the way of God, isn't it? Using unlikely people in unlikely ways to do his extraordinary work. Which makes it clear that it's his work in you, for you, and through you for others. And using unlikely things as well, like water and bread and wine and a virgin to bear a son. His powerful word, making these the means of his grace. The means through which his son comes to a world beaten down and beaten up by sin, death, and the devil. To redeem and save that world. To redeem and save you. Because that's also the way of it with God. In the scriptures, there is the occasional big mass event like the feeding of the 5,000 or the day of Pentecost. But more often than not, God works one person at a time. He speaks to a Moses in a burning bush. He comes to a Paul on his way to Damascus. He goes to a centurion in his house. He comes to you through water and his word in baptism. In all these, the word and promises are the same, but each person different and important. To hear his word of forgiveness in life, the gift that he has for you, the gifts provided for you by the cross of your Savior, who there took responsibility for your sins, to set you that you get not what you deserve but instead the gifts and promises of God that when you break your word he keeps his and forgives you and when others break their words to you he keeps his and cares for you maybe if we think he's not it's because we're looking in the wrong place Not in a Nazareth. Or we're looking for the wrong people, not a virgin. Or we're looking for the wrong way, like something likely from a God unlike any other. For what could be more unlikely than the God of all creation dwelling with his people in a tent? Yet that's where he was. 
More unlikely than the Almighty God growing in the womb of a virgin, yet that's where he was. More unlikely than the flesh and blood of God in bread and wine and in your mouth as food and drink, yet that's where he is. More unlikely than using persecutors and sinners to proclaim his word, yet that too his way. Now, some people don't like that, don't like an unlikely God, want a God more like them. They want him to do things their way. The world is full of gods like that, which is exactly the problem. For our ways are sinful ways, selfish ways. We need an unlikely God different than us, doing his extraordinary work in unlikely ways with unlikely people in unlikely places and with unlikely things. But who has revealed the mystery of his ways to us, that we know it, that we know him. And through that word proclaimed and poured and put into your mouths, that it worked powerfully in you, the forgiveness and faith you need. So in this year that was unlike so many others in recent memory, maybe this was a year perfect for God to do his unlikely work in unlikely ways. Again, for nothing is impossible with God. For not without power is every word that has its origin in God. That like Mary, that word be what we rely on. That word be our strength. That word be our truth, no matter how unlikely it may seem. For if that word can cause a virgin to conceive and bear a son, it can work its work in you too. That we say with Mary, let it be to me according to your word. Let it be your forgiveness for my sin, your life for my death, your salvation for my condemnation. And these are yours by faith according to his word. Through the word made flesh the Son of God, born for you, who died for you, and is returning for you. A most unlikely God, doing most unlikely things for most unlikely you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.